Hi there, dear listeners, and welcome back to For Real. I'm so happy to introduce a return guest to the pod today, my mom, Patty. No one makes me laugh like my mom. No one has taught me more about faith and courage and pursuing crazy dreams with prayer and humility, and no one gives me more pushback to be a podcast guest like my mom. I love her, and I'm so grateful she not only said yes again this year, but she also brought with her Williams-Sonoma hot chocolate as a gift when she arrived at my house. From here on, I think I should have Patty contact podcast guests to see what they're bringing to recording sessions. She has raised the bar. Here is my conversation with the incomparable and reluctant Mama Patty. Mom, thank you so much for joining me again on For Real. For Real. And I thought it was the 18th time and you told me it was (laughs) three. I'm going to take that as a compliment, as if... We've lived so much life behind the mic together, it it blossoms and grows. Instead of thinking that you hate it, why do you hate it? I don't hate it. I just don't like it. I mean, no, you make it easy. And I had to confess to you that I really, I thought about this a couple months ago. I, in the night, yeah, I woke up and I started thinking about this because you know how that happens. Yeah, always night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to turn the tables on her. This will be so funny. I'll come in and I will take over the podcast and I'll say, Kim, today I'm asking you questions and you can't look at them and I'm going <laughs> to ask them to you right now. And I would take it, and it felt like such a great idea. And then I got up in the morning, and it wasn't quite as a good idea, but I still thought, okay, I'm going to write out questions. How hard can this be? And so I have to confess to you humbly that I come submitting to you because I couldn't think of a single question that wasn't stupid. I mean, I, my head would lay on the table. I tried this for a week. I had a blank paper out. And... I could, everything was like, who cares about that question? <laughs> or everybody already knows that, and that, or that's such an obvious question. <laughs> like what? I, what oh, were your, hit I me. couldn't think oh, of anything. None. It was okay. like, I was down to like, what's your favorite color? Blue. Yeah. And I knew that. So why would I ask you that? So anyway, I'm just saying I'm here today and you okay. make this look easy. And now I understand on your podcast, when you ask a question and there's dead silence for a minute, and then the person says, that's a really great question, which I'm going, boom, you've never heard it before because you're so used to going on podcasts with the same stupid questions and you're good at asking questions, (laughs) but it doesn't make it any less awkward for me right this minute, but well, you are overcoming. And also, thank you for the compliment, which you delivered in its entirety, wagging your finger at me. So it felt affirming and corrective in the same moment. Also, I think you insulted every other podcast to uplift the one of your daughter. So that's pretty much perfect. Well, it's it's okay. It's an honor to be here. Let's start over. I can tell. Okay, mom, I have a I have we're doing some softball questions at the beginning, just some easy pitches. Yeah, right. Yeah. Christmas quick fire, we'll call it. Okay. Okay. So these are easy just to warm you up because I have heard of your reluctance. (laughs) First of all, favorite Christmas song or carol? 
And that is a hard one because I like them all. Okay. How about the entire Messiah? Yes. Let's just go with that. Because you said quick fire. That's it is quick fire. I also love the Messiah. And I always want to go to one of those sing-alongs yes. where you take your score with you and you sing. I used to play for those. Okay. And it was really fun. Everybody just loved it. I mean, I didn't sing. I was playing. Yeah. But they take their own score along that's and they sing about. and they try one. to get the high notes. And it's really, it's there's enough people that do, mm-hmm. so it works. I, I like that you said they try to get the high notes. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Okay. Favorite person in the Christmas story? Mm, 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 mm. Well, other than Jesus, of course. Sure, we the have obvious to say that first. Pick, but um, I'd have to say that Mary is my go-to favorite. And it's pro- I could think of wonderful things, to s- not to say, but to think about all the characters. Mm-hmm. Does that change but, every year? Do you have I a different don't think, favorite? Nobody asked me that except okay. you, so I don't know if it does. <laughs> but, but I'm saying Mary because um, the mom factor. And, mm. that, and I have two granddaughters now that are probably her Crazy. Age. Think about One that. Of them is mine. Yep. And I think about that young gal, and she knew this was a, she knew this was, of course, a crazy, out of the ordinary mm-hmm. thing that was happening to her. And she had this baby, and then she had to, she was raising this child that she knew something. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine her no. looking at him when he was like three with half moon eyes thinking, I don't know where this is going. Right. And um, she must have known that there was something special even when mm-hmm. he was growing up, mm-hmm. I would think. But I love the story of Mary um, at the temple mm-hmm. because she, that's when he was 12. And can you picture this entire huge group of people traveling together to the temple to do the festivities and it's fun and he's probably running with his cousins and totally. his friends and so going back home all of us said they're all together all the time she realizes everybody's saying wait he, no he's not with the cousins he's not with the friends and how i love that scene because you know a man wrote this in or four men or mm-hmm. however many and so it looks very black and white on the page that she they found him and she said what were you doing we were looking for you. And you know that's not how she sounded. No. It's like texting. Mm-hmm. Right. 18 <laughs> exclamation points. And she's probably two inches from his face saying, where were you? Yes. Why did you worry mm. us like this? And I think that's so precious. Mm. Because, and of course, he's, you know, he probably with wide eyes said, well, I was at the temple talking, doing my, my father's, father's business. Yeah. And I just love that. Because I think as moms, we can relate to that. Oh, golly, You yes. know, we can relate to that. She was a, a, a human mom mm-hmm, <laughs> that went through mm-hmm. the things we did. Right. And so, yeah, she's always kind of a favorite mm-hmm. character to think about if you're, if you're a mom. Because mm-hmm. it was probably quite different as she watched him grow up. And then, yeah, knowing, just not knowing until mm-hmm. it happened, what really was going to totally. happen. So, wow. Yeah. I have such a soft spot for how her first question to the angel was, how in the world will this happen? Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I mean, she had pretty quick obedience, but she also was, as you said, a human being. She mm-hmm. wondered, I don't understand the biology of this. And also that that temple story, I just read recently someone 
I'm going to forget where this was. I'll have to look it up. The astonishing use of my father's business that in prayer, oh, I know where it was. This is a book called Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus. I think Mm -hmm. you told me to read that book. It's so good. And it was a section on how Jews at the time would pray. Mm -hmm. And they would say, our father. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus says, my father, that would have been scandalous. So I just picture... Because there's that so intimate and yeah. so not a collective communal, but my dad. Oh. And so I wonder if Mary's face was, first of all, where have you been? And also, who talks like that? Yeah. Right? Well, and like when the Mark, when Luke and Mark, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. and Luke write, um, she pondered things in her heart. I'm thinking, yeah, pondered. You better believe she it. She didn't ponder. She freaked out <laughs> things in her heart. <laughs> you know, that sounds so sterile and controlled. Right. And I can't imagine what what her story would be, you know, if she wrote it down. Someday maybe we can ask her. Right. Well, I think she told it to Matthew and to Luke, which is That's fascinating yeah. to think of those conversations. That they were, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, favorite Christmas tradition. Do we have those? Um, we have one. In Christmas our family? Eve, yes. Oh, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and growing up, we had Christmas Eve at our churches. Yes. And recently, I talked to a bunch of people my age yeah. and grew up in small towns. We all had the same thing. Okay. Got the Which bag of candy. Okay. We had the Christmas program. Somebody got to be merry sure. and the thing. I never got it. And that was always a sore point okay. for me because oh, I well. thought I should be, but I didn't have long hair. And they always picked up somebody with long hair. Are you serious? Yes. And dark hair. They always That's did. That's why? I guess it that's what I thought. It was your hair, Mom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your mm-hmm. acting no, prowess. probably not. Or your purity. <laughs> it was the hair. But it was fun to go to the program. And then in Randy's family, they would go home and open presents right after that. And the first time I was went with him to his family, it was before we were married, but I got was invited to come. They knew we were going to get married. And um, it was a total free-for-all, which is not like my family. We'd look at each person while they did it, and we'd go around the circle and open each gift. And his was over in Mayhem. two and a half minutes. Which of done. those traditions have we carried on in our nuclear family, Mother? I would say more towards the Roy side. I would say, yes, Dad. Mm-hmm. I would say Dad's. Yeah. yeah. Because... Um, I also learned that lesson in the early years of my marriage because Mark's family is oh. much more dignified yes. in every way. Yes. Um, they would, they're to one once at a time and yeah. they're so polite that you can hear classical music playing in the background. <laughs> I I was shocked. I was like, there's like ambient quiet noise. Yeah. There's shouting like at that. our house. I like I'm that. I'm sorry. No. We didn't. It we didn't, didn't happen We to never us. did that. No, but. sorry. Different, different tradition one. Um, favorite gift you received as a kid? Um... I don't remember really a lot. I always got a lot of gifts from my mom would kind of go crazy at Christmas. I love that. And, um, but I do remember one when it was a fad, like those dolls with the funny face. What are those dolls you had? Ours were, are you thinking of Cabbage Patch Yeah, kids? Cabbage Patch dolls <laughs> that the heads smell like 
Baby, baby powder. powder. Yeah. Gosh, I loved those. <laughs> I went all over the universe finding those for I you. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, because it was like a total trend. I remember. Well, Thank this you. was when I was when I was, I don't know how old, not real old, but the trend was a three-year-old doll. And it would be the size of a three-year-old. No. St- you could stand it up oh, and gosh. it would yeah, and it's everybody wanted it, so of course I wanted it too. Yeah. And then when a I got three it, three-year-old, that's a whole, I know. And then when I got it, well, I didn't know kids. what to do with it when I got exactly. it. I mean, you can't Me cuddle it. You can't, it was stiff. You couldn't get it on your lap. <laughs> but I remember it. You do remember I remember it. that it was what I wanted. Totally. I was thrilled that I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that actually is a frightening gift when I think about it. It's like a, it's a large presence in the room yeah. and you liked it. Do you remember the it, doll's well, everybody name? Everybody else, no, no, everybody else liked it wanted one so that's why I did but I loved playing with baby dolls I did too I thought that was really fun yeah, I, I did, did that till I was rather old <laughs> do you remember do you remember I named did you ever name your dolls I named Mm-mm. mine maybe did I did it? but I don't remember uh-uh. remember how how I always had an active imagination that was always a little bit off and how yeah. I named my doll Quasi. oh yeah I remember that <laughs> that's not a name <laughs> I thought it was African or something Quasi. <laughs> Well, I was in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Not a lot of I thought you read it in a book or something, so we went along with it. Do you think, could I not say my R's? Was I trying to say- No, you said R's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to give myself an out, but quasi it was. Okay. um, Worst person to Mm. buy presents for. Mm. I love your moaning before I finish the quick fire. Worst person to to give things to. Well, your dad or any male in the country. Yeah. I just think they're hard. They yeah. don't say what they want, no. and they and then they quick go buy it. when they do want something. They quick go buy it before you can get it. Not a lot of self control. No. Mm-hmm. So and that's the same in our house too. I beg, we beg, Mitch <laughs> to just have an opinion about anything, anything, and he's like, well, I don't, I don't know, non nonsensical <laughs> syllables. Thea, however, had a spreadsheet in August, <laughs> yeah. so everyone's different here. That's helpful though. I like that. I like a spreadsheet. For yeah. the grandkids. Yeah, yeah. No, Mitch never likes his presents, but he doesn't help us. Um, favorite Christmas movie. This is last of the not so rapid fire. Okay. So we've been trying to, now that you say that, what immediately comes to mind is that we've been trying to catch up on old, people have been telling us like old classic yeah, Christmas right. movies. And we always watched It's a Wonderful Life. And that's yes, a wonderful I one. Love that. We have been trying some of the ones. In fact, I think you said, Look at me, me and Saint yes. Louis. Yes, did you watch that? Yes, we did, and we watched the one with Bing Crosby and the General um, White Christmas. White Christmas. I never, I never watched either one Wait of those a minute. in my life. Never. Hold the phone. What? You've never watched White never. Christmas. Did you know never. we watch that every year at our house? Every year, not my house. My house with my kids. <laughs> no. no. I haven't lived with you in a couple minutes, but at our house, in fact, our kids loved that. Our kids, not including Mitchell, loved it so much growing up. We'd also watch it in July because they would be so sad. sad we had to wait 12 White months. Christmas, the ones with the yes. general. The I general could sing one. any of the songs well, right now. I have and to I admit that it was seemed a little bit cheesy. <laughs> expecting a I movie don't know. human feature i don't know but no. i didn't know bing crosby was so short he's rather short Short, and danny k i did love that i mean Kay. we did enjoy it and we're we're going on we're 
adding more every night to another because we've been made fun of by certain people that we never listen to Christmas movies. That I have people made binge fun. them, but you know oh. the new ones aren't. Good. Really? Well, people oh. love them, but I don't love them. I don't know. Because I know what's going to happen. I, like. I can almost lip sync the yeah. dialogue. In fact, I did in one of the old ones. I, they asked something, and I said the line, and Randy looked at me and he said, That evidence that was going <laughs> to happen. Too predictable. Right? <laughs> we watch um, While You Were Sleeping Every Christmas. Have you watched that? Oh, you you probably sleeping. have a million years ago. Sandra Bullock and. Oh, the guy who loses his memory only he doesn't. Um, but then the love interest is Bill. Someone? Murray? No heavens! <laughs> is he ever a love interest? Bill, I have to think about it. It'll be in the show notes. We love it. That's like the start of our Christmas. I'll do that one tonight. Again, Mitch, not into it. I think Dad would like while you were sleeping. He has oh. a soft spot for funny oh, banter yeah. and a little tiny love story. We won't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Mom, I've been thinking about what a strange job you had growing up, uh, when I was growing up, and how I have a strange job, and I would like you to weigh in on this question. As a professional violinist, could you pull back the curtain to show us what it was like to be in a professional symphony for 40 years? And the backstage, I'm looking for dirt. I'm looking for <laughs> what was it like? Because for those of us who just go to the symphony or go to a Broadway play or show and we see the people in the pit playing their instruments so beautifully, we don't know what that's like. No. Do you have any inside intel? Well, it was the backstage is kind of fun mm -hmm. because, I mean, if you're playing for shows or things like that, then it's always fun to see what's really going around uh -huh. backstage and the actors and actresses, you know, going nuts, changing their clothes right in front of you, that kind of thing. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And the wig master on those big Broadway what? shows, it's so fun, you know, because they're, they sure. have somebody that just does all the wigs. I loved all that kind of stuff. And a like, wig master. Yeah, I've never even yeah. heard that word. I always before. wanted one of those. Okay. <laughs> it could have helped you get married. Yeah. That part. <laughs> That's right. Darn it. Um, but anyway, uh, symphony wise, um, it was a great um, privilege to play with so many wonderful musicians. You played with the big dogs. I did play with some really wonderful musicians. And so to meet them on stage and be right there on stage close by so while fun. they're performing. Was close by people because she was in the first violin section. Oh, yeah. The well, second stand. Not what? everyone was close by, but Patty was. Oh, my God. It's true. You're funny. But it was really fun to, to listen, to be because you feel like you're in the middle of the music. And then to rehearse with them, and some people were right. really gracious and just easygoing, and some were more intense, you know. You'd oh. see different personalities, and then they'd get on their instrument, whatever it was. And it was just like, it's almost, honestly, this is kind of strange, but it's almost like a worship service wow. for me. Because, you know, God created us with these gifts. And these are people that absolutely, they don't know they're bringing glory to hmm. him doing it. Hmm. They don't, a lot of people don't even believe in him. But right. I, it always occurred to me that um, really, this is a reflection of him How about in some that? way. I always love to think of it that way. That's so Because cool. not all of them were nice, but sure, you could look past that when you heard the music. Right. <laughs> and hear what they were wired to do, but mm -hmm. then took a lot of time to hone that skill. Yeah, That's absolutely. a beautiful thing. Let's talk about parenting, Mom. Okay. 
Did you know that I posted on Instagram, what do you want to hear about from Mama Patty? You told me that mm-hmm. a time ago, and then I couldn't find it. Did questions. it alarm you? Yeah, it's gone now. Oh. I knew I needed to put it on a story so that you couldn't find it and tell me to take it down. <laughs> so it's all gone. I got a lot of responses, really? um, which was wonderful. A lot wow. of people had a well, lot of things to say about how much they love you. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Who are they? You're... <laughs> I can give you a comprehensive list. A lot of people had questions about how to be a great mom to adult children. Okay. Your thoughts? Adult children. Well, I think, haven't we talked about this in an episode earlier? One, number 12, I, I believe it was. Number 14. No, I think. <laughs> well, I, let's revisit because hey, people you know, are still wondering. Well, and you know, the longer you parent, how you feel like the less you know. So by the Amen. time they're adults, you're like, I don't know anything. That's the truth. And I I think a lot of it is just being the listener and not the advisor. Because okay. I have tried that. When you'd ask for advice, you and some of your other siblings, and I would give it. And then I could tell by the silence on the other end that, no, that wasn't going anywhere. Okay. And that's not really what they wanted that to That must hear. have been my siblings because I am I, hungry for well, advice. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. Oh, I love but, it. But you know, but that's normal. And so, yeah, you you hone your listening skills and your prayers become different when they when your kids become adults and when they become teenagers. I mean, mm. everybody listening who's a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, How are they different? A, Tell me more about that. Well, for one thing, the issues become so much more serious. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just that it's, it's not like when they're toddlers or when they're mm-hmm. little, you've raised them, you're done with that. Mm-hmm. So you're not asking help with that. You're just praying for what they're going through right. and the decisions they're making. Right. And so, yeah, I think that changes mm-hmm. as you go along. My urgency level has changed. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, I feel a little bit different. Um, it's not an option. Right. It's not a, you mm-hmm. could pray for this child. There's no could. Yeah. We must. We must, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you parent adults very well. Well done. All of us really like you. Well, that's really good. If you didn't like me, would I know? I believe <laughs> uh, that I, I believe with, yes, all three of your children are fairly unable to poker face. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, you, I knew You're that in junior high. You're all very sweet to me, and I really appreciate that. Well, we really think you're great, Mom. And Dad, too. Dad, too. Dad, in case you're listening, you are a part of this. Um, Okay, I had another question from a listener. I don't believe you covered this in Episode 7. What would you tell your 22-year-old self? Oh, This person is 22. I don't remember 22. My 22-year-old self. I barely remember. I'd been married... Three years by you got 22. When you were 19, which is remarkable. I was just out of college, probably starting my first teaching job at in 22, okay. Burlington, Iowa. Beautiful city. What would I tell myself? Um, hmm, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can think about that. And if you go back to that time, you probably wouldn't change anything you mm-hmm. did, really, because you're just living your life. But I think I probably stressed about things a little too much, you know, what if, what if, what if. Mm. And we were both so busy. Randy was going to dental school, driving an hour one way, and I was driving an hour the other way. 
barely saw each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we. I think the thing I'm thinking of most about that time in my life was I, gla- I was glad my parents were praying for us. Ah. Because, you know, it was a lot of adjusting and a lot of new things, teaching school. And then the second year I was teaching, I got pregnant with you. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We thought we'd really hit the jackpot when I got a teaching contract. <laughs> but still, we didn't. And I remember some dear teachers in Burlington I was teaching with brought me some maternity clothes. <laughs> I to just, help you. To help me. Yeah. I must have been looking rough. <laughs> oh, man. I was a garage sale purchaser at that time. Yeah. We, all, we were in the same boat. And oh. so I look at those photos and think, well, I could have <laughs> probably bought a swath of fabric at any store, cut a hole in for the head, and that would have been more form-fitting. So I hear you. Um, um, here's my last question from a oh, reader. Oh, good. The last question? Okay. No, just oh. from a reader. Okay. Wow. You're really excited about that. <laughs> um, what is something Kim got away with, but that you knew the whole time? Hmm. I don't, there's a whole chain of people who want to know <laughs> most embarrassing thing Kim's ever done. <laughs> stupidest thing she's ever said. Oh, let's so, see. Thanks guys. Well, it's a little bit tough to come up with something because you, I if you did stuff that, well, the only thing I can think of is that maybe you did tell me, otherwise I never heard anything. In fact, for all three of you kids, now that you're all three in your forties, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm hearing confessions of things you're doing. And <laughs> honestly, I'm like, why didn't we know about well, this? Well, that's why we needed to wait a good it's, 30 years. And that was about the right amount of time because yeah. So those of you listening out there, might remember, you don't think know. about that. <laughs> but no, it was, um, I think one time you told me that you smoked clove cigarettes at Wheaton College. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I thought, I remember thinking, is that bad? I don't know what that is. And I still to this oh, day, I'm not sure. I mean, they're legal, but I wouldn't say, of course, everything's legal now. I just wouldn't say they're good for your lungs at I, all. They're <laughs> horrible for you. I told you well, that yes, in, the, and I remember, in real time. I remember I looked at you. Well, I, no, I think it was later on, but it wasn't terribly later. But I remember thinking, looking at you blankly, like, what is that? I thought that you put that in pies or something. I, I mean, I didn't know what that question. was. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have not thought of that in years and I'm really regretting asking but you, you this were question. Always so, you know, Ray, you were the firstborn, so compliant, totally ruined parenting for me because I thought that's what it was going to be like. What's so tough about it? You tell them not to do it. They don't do it. You set them on the floor with little Cheerios. They'll sit there for an hour. And so it wasn't hard because you were, and you were self-motivated once you got a little bit older. It was just totally a sham for real parenting. (laughs) This is ringing a little false. I'm pretty sure you said, don't smoke. I did that anyway. Do my kids listen to this? Don't listen to this episode, children. No. I don't any longer. I need to keep my podcasting voice supple and young. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, listen, mom, I know that you've been watching the clock and you're ready to finish this up. So I just want to say thank you so much for this conversation. You are so Welcome. dear to join me. You brought me a gift when you got here, which is Williams-Sonoma hot chocolate, which I feel is I think I should give you the gift since you 
as you have said, aren't highly comfortable. You're faking it great. Well, you could have nailed that Mary role. Well, we, You're a natural actress. <laughs> we could have hot chocolate after this. I think that's a great idea. It's really good. Okay. I love you and Merry, Merry Christmas, Mama. Merry Christmas. Kenny. <laughs> Ponder all these things indeed. What a grateful girl I am to have a mom like mine. When we stopped recording, I told her she was a fantastic guest and she said she thought she, quote, gets lamer every time. So we'll keep working on that self-confidence. That's it for this year, dear people. Mom and I and the entire Stewart crew wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas full of awe and wonder and a new wash of grace that meets you right where you stand. Comfort and joy in equal measure to you, friends. And so much love, for real.